I love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and Gay Desert Guides Brad Fur. All right. Is it still America? Oh God. <laughs> I'm just checking. You know. I don't even know. I don't even want to wear anything that might have a color that might be in the Confederate flag. Like I'm so, offended by everything. So here's my 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 sweatshirt of the day. Spoken words. Spoken words, man. Man. Okay. Ooh. I don't get it. Can someone help me out with that? You guys are looking at me like I got three heads and I'm picking all three of my noses. But what does that stand for? Spoken words. It means that spoken words have power and meaning. Oh, nothing special. It's just uh, <laughs> spoken words. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like some cool thing that I didn't that you know I was like left out of. And I'm like, okay, good. All right. No, spoken what we words. keep hearing though is words matter. Words yeah, they matter. really do. I mean. Yeah. Come on, is anybody surprised at what happened at the Capitol? Really surprised? Not even a tiny bit. Not even that nobody got shot but one stray woman. If those had all been black men, they'd all be dead right now. Yep, exactly. Like, and I, uh, even... I, I think it was Morning Joe said, uh, and if they had been uh, Muslims, they would have been taken out by snipers before they got within a block. Yeah. of the Capitol. Yeah. And they were holding the doors open. The Capitol Police were holding the doors open. Did somebody say a cop took a selfie? I haven't seen said yeah. selfie. Seen People yet. were taking selfie with the Capitol Police yeah. inside. There's a lot of post-mortem to be done, that is for sure. Well, Welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah, with some apprehension, which seems appropriate today. Oh, my God. You know, it's funny because a week ago today was New Year's Eve, right? Yep. We were all hopeful. You know, I did the Brothers of the Desert New Year's Eve party. Um, you know, we were looking forward to 2021. Uh, but we This morning, my friends were commenting, maybe we should just make January... Um, uh, 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 an honorary 2020 member, and then we switched the calendar over in February to 2021. Yeah. We have strapped a bunch of crazy onto thinking the end of one year and the beginning of another is a is truly a rite of passage for the planet or reality, and it's it's just not. It's just not. I found out on New Year's Day both that my mother was having some cognitive issues. And that my best friends tested positive for COVID. And I had, uh, I, you know, I'd gone over there on Christmas Day. I brought them soup. I sat, you know, six feet away. I, I kept my mask on, except there's always that thing. He, uh, Jerry offered to squeeze me the annual um, salty dog off his tree. The squeezed grapefruit, the salty vodka. Like it's a rite of passage. And so I said, all right. And I sat down, you know, how many times did I lip up my mask and take a drink or I, I wouldn't have been too scared at all, but how know, many salty dogs did you have? Uno, and I left before it was done. Cause I got scared. Yeah. So you you've know, been tested. I got tested yesterday as well. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I had no, no, nothing other than I just thought it would be a good baseline again. It's been a while. And uh, again, we've got to get our, our negative numbers up 
Um, we've got to get that positivity rate down and we've got to get deaths and everything else down too. Dr. Laura will be talking about that in a couple of minutes. Well, yeah, I, I do have something away. positive here. I, I'm holding oh. it up for the camera for the viewers. It is the COVID vaccine intake consent form for my mother who is in the uh, uh, maximum security twilight home for the permanently befuddled. But uh, they are all going to be getting their vaccine. So, so then, is there a social to... security number on there? And is there a bank account number on there? that I'm? It's a blank form I'm holding up. But I do have all of that. But does that mean you got to get her in some sort of van and get her to CVS? No, no, they're going to come out to uh, to the assisted living facility. Okay. So our so podcast today is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, and uh, and and it's look, it's the new campaign called We Are Palm Springs um, for dining lo local, for shopping local, for exploring local, for all things local for supporting local. We are Palm Springs and uh, we're going to have Randy Gardner from the Bureau of Tourism on in a little bit to talk about it. And every week we are going to start featuring local businesses, especially the LGBTQ owned businesses. We'll be highlighting them. We'll be showing a little video about uh, how they're staying uh, active during this this tough time and what we can do to support local business. Welcome to our favorite guests, Dr. Laura Rush and Jimmy Bogle from the Coachella Valley Independent. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Hello, hello. Well, it's hard to pull some happy news out of our butts right now because it's just like 2020, right? It, there, there's no happy news to report on uh, in the healthcare front right now. <laughs> so, so tell us what's I happening wish, for you. It, it, it's just, you know, things are going to continue to spike. The, the hospitals... Um, I, I just heard, you know, dire news coming out of the hospitals that they are, they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed with patients. They're overwhelmed with staff being sick, um, burning out. That they, There are patients in the ERs that need to be in the ICU that can't get there because there's no space in the ICU. Um, patients that being in the ER, they're, they're not able to isolate these patients because they don't have those kinds of things set up in a lot of the ERs. I'm not talking about one specific ER, I'm talking about ERs in general. Right, uh, so it's not some fantasy ER somewhere else. This is happening in our little village. Absolutely, yeah. I, as I started to say a little earlier too, I, I lost a couple more patients this week and I was doing everything in my power to keep them from, from getting sick. They were older. <sighs> And I told them to please stay home and not come to the doctor's office. And we were doing our best to keep them safe. And they, they got sick via family member oh. who, who got it, brought it to them. And they were, they were already delicate. Um, and, but, but that's what I'm worried about is, you know, it's the people who are out and about because they, hey, I'm 30 I'm, or I'm 20 and I'm young and virile and I'm not going to get sick, but they're bringing it to older family members. And they're the ones who are getting sick and dying. And, you know, these but it's also it's also important, and you know this is better than any of us that it's younger people too. Um, some people yeah. might remember that Matt King, our music writer, our 19-year-old music writer, he got it in November. He still two months later can't stand for too long because it kicked his butt. Now again, he has asthma, so that's yeah. you know a, a, a quote-unquote pre-existing condition or or a vulnerability. But how many of us don't have a vulnerability? Right. So it, it is, it's, it's, this can affect everyone. I do have one little bit of good news though. 
if Fine. I can Give throw it. that out please, there. Please, please. Um, on the vaccination front, um, the county, Riverside County just launched a new website to kind of update people on how the progress of the vaccinations are going. And it turns out that the way they've got it set up right now is there's 1A, which is in three tiers, and they're all healthcare workers, and there's 1B, and there's 1C, and they're going down and they're saying, okay, these are the people we're vaccinating now. According to the update that I saw late last night, um, everyone in 1A is now getting vaccinated. They're opening some clinics, including some in Indio, for people, healthcare workers in category 1A, all of them to go and get vaccinated. After that, it'll go to 1B, which is a lot of other healthcare workers, grocery store workers, and then it'll go to 1C, which um, actually would include me being a member of the media and um, as a quote-unquote essential worker. So vaccinations are moving along, and that is something that I think is a big deal, and it's going a lot slower than we anticipated. But given such a hugely complicated situation with the freezers and everything, I think it was inevitable that it was going to get slow. And, you know, in 13 days, hopefully we'll have an administration, well, we will have an administration in place that actually is going to put some effort and attention behind this. Which I see we need to pull some plugs on a bunch of freezers because that got people putting shots in arms pretty quickly. I wouldn't advocate I'm that, kidding. but, but it, 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 it did up it did up in Northern California and Mendocino. Um, and that was a really cool story about how it was a scary story that there's this hospital, uh, the Ukiah Valley Medical Center, and they went in and discovered that their freezer had died and the alarm that they had to alert everyone that it had died didn't go off. So they put on a full court press to use up these vaccines today. They tried to get them up the road to another hospital, but they couldn't due to road construction. I don't remember what it was, but they got enough medical workers and vulnerable people to take these vaccines in one day. And, you know, there might be some lessons to learn from that. There really might be. Yeah, I want to see what happens to their numbers three weeks from now. What's going to happen to our numbers, Dr. Rush? They're going to continue to go up due to the holidays, yeah. unfortunately, because yeah. people traveling, people coming into Palm Springs, um, you know, so, so for the holidays and things like that. So on the Main Street call, which is the Main Street merchants with the city and everything else, um, they had the, uh, te the lab test results from our uh, effluent, which is the sewage treatment plant, mm -hmm. which has been showing how the COVID, uh, or the, the COVID virus has been in our wastewater. And the chart goes, you know, like, like it starts low and then goes up as we get toward Thanksgiving. And then the day after Christmas, it just spiked unbelievably. And they're estimating uh, in Palm Springs, Anywhere between two and eleven thousand people um, would have the virus potentially, uh, with a with a median at about four forty five hundred. Um, that's a lot more than it's been diagnosed right now, which means that we're in for it. The the hospitals are strained. I I, I can't stress that enough. I even you know put it on my social media pages. It just at this point, just stay home. I mean, if you don't have to go anywhere for the next two weeks. This is not the time where you're going to end, to do something dopey that you're going to end up in the ER. Not the time to take up skiing, or you know, go or and do going to Puerto Vallarta for the white party with Jeffrey oh Sanker and his crew. And, they're they're going to come back and they're going to be sick and they're going to end up in the ER if if they can even get in at this yeah. point. Yeah, you know, I don't want to call any names, but do we know locals who were there? 
I don't actually. I, I don't either. Oddly, I know. I know. I, I'm surprised. I, I, and I know that circle of people pretty well. But yeah, after 75 gay cruises. Yeah, I don't know anybody who is there, and I'm glad to say it. Yeah, me too. But the I have like common sense. To, you know, but it's it's we're gonna see a, a big spike, you know, due to the holidays, and it'll peak after two three weeks. And then hopefully start to descend a little bit. We're not even close to being normal. No, not out here. Um, I just, you know, like I said, I've been speaking with the, the the doctors over in the hospitals, and they are they're stressed. We are we're all hands on deck. You know, at Kaiser, we're all been given privileges to go back to the hospital. So we're all the nurses are volunteering. All of our social workers have been pulled and they're now working in the hospitals. Wow. I have uh, pediatrician friends of mine who are doing adult medicine in hospitals because we're running out of doctors that could work in the hospitals at this point. Pediatrician <sighs> getting you know, ramped up training to go work in a hospital doing adult medicine. And you really need to tip your hat to those pediatricians who are doing something that they never signed up for because that is amazing and horrifying that has call. to happen. But. Well, totally, because adults are a bitch, man. They weren't, <laughs> they weren't up for that. <laughs> Pediatrics is hard enough. It's like doing vet med, you know, dealing with yeah. little kids. I can't oh, tell you yeah. what's wrong. Yeah, that's There's true. a bunch of the show me on the doll. <laughs> but you get a lollipop. So it's oh, that's bad. not funny. My, my, not my funny. advice is please stay home and stay the hell out of the ER if you can right now. This is not the time to go. Um, at all. That yeah, being you, said, you had some good stuff. Like, what's that? You had some good stuff on your on your uh, Facebook page. Like this is not the time to take up rollerblading, skateboarding, yeah. walking while drunk. The, the, what I do want to emphasize, though, is if you are having something serious, like if you're having chest pain, cardiac chest pain, this is not the time to avoid the ER. This is the time to go to the ER. And I hate to say it, it it's not. Let me call my doctor, make a phone appointment because I'm having chest pain and you're sitting there with chest pain for hours, those things do need to be taken care of. They will do their best to keep you safe and separate and get you triaged as soon as possible. But no, this is another time to take up skiing or you know, well, going so on a that, hike and getting stranded on a mountain. So that brings up the point that you know we were supposed to on Saturday this week, which would be the 9th of January, Shan, uh, we had put together a, a little walking tour of Demuth Park, and we just talked before the broadcast. I can't in it. good, yeah, I can't in good con. Even if we're going to mask them and distance them, you're still walking in the tailwind of some stranger's backdraft and... You know, when we booked that, it was early November and we thought, and we even put in the description, you know, if it's not legal to walk at this time. And frankly, we have a stay at home order. It's just not safe. You know, it's it just can not wait safe. a couple more weeks. It can wait till February. It's interesting yeah. how many hotels are open in town. And while they're supposed to be open only for essential workers, um, uh, the the adult apps would tell us something different, and uh, people just wandering through town uh, would also tell us something different that these hotels are not. No, and, and so look, where look. are the adults in the room? Where you know, seriously, where are the adults in the room in, in this city? Why are these things not being enforced? Well, I, yeah. it, it's it's Jimmy, chaos. I go into downtown when I because my office is downtown, and there's people everywhere. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I guess it's a free for all. Jimmy, didn't your daily digest? 
wasn't it that that I was reading that mentioned a little bit about Airbnb? Yes, Airbnb, largely because of pressure being put on in the Tahoe area. They finally, I haven't checked this, but according to the news story, they this was in the Chronicle, San Francisco Chronicle, so it's a very legit news source. Airbnb finally over the weekend made it so that people have to attest when they're booking a Airbnb that they are meeting the local criteria and all that. But it's probably fairly easy to get around. And this is a hard one. You know, restaurants, yeah. it's easy to see if someone's on their patio. Um, it's easy to see if, you know, a business is over capacity, if, if a retail shop is over 20% capacity, not that anyone's checking that either, frankly. But that's tough because, you know, you do have some people here were here for legitimate reasons. Some people might be in the hotel for legitimate reasons because they're right. quarantining away from family and stuff like that. Right. But again, there's there could be certainly a lot more questions being asked at some hotel front desks. I don't, you know, some I'm sure are doing it well. Others certainly are not. But, you know, there are a lot of people in town that are here for recreational purposes. And well, I would love to go somewhere for a weekend at a hotel. It's not the time to be doing that. Am um, I supposed to be calling the cops on my gay guy neighbors who just bought the house and have Airbnb people over there every weekend? Like I, I'm, am I the Gladys Kravitz now that needs to well, make that Well, there call? is code enforcement, you know, and, and that's, uh, that, that's a, that is a big issue, you know, and, and look, the, the, the restaurants are now getting together. The restaurant owners are banding together and trying to sue the state so that they can have outdoor dining, um, and just try to be on par with everybody else. Um, I don't know how that really impacts the, the hotels per se, but, um, it does encourage people, obviously, if there's outdoor dining, that will encourage more people to potentially come here. You know, it's it's such a, that that one is just such a quagmire. Jimmy, I know you've been studying that as well. We, we all have a lot of friends in the hospitality industry yep. that are owning restaurants and are suffering through this. And, uh, and I certainly, I think we all see that side of it where you know, their livelihood is being just stomped on because they can't have at least some outdoor dining available to people. So that that to me is that's that's one that I, I have a really tough time with. I don't know. about Me you. too. They are right. They were unfairly singled out. The data is not there about outdoor dining. Having said that, there is so much covid in the area that something that wasn't risky back in October Maybe riskier now because the yeah. the amount of people with COVID is five ten times higher. Their argument, and this is a correct argument, it really is, is that people are in town anyway. Yeah, you know, uh, Mindy yeah. Mindy Reed from Zen has been very vocal about this on her social media. You know, going around taking videos of the benches in front of Starbucks just packed with people eating their takeout. Right. Um, I've talked to restaurateurs who have people wandering in wanting to get a table, not even realizing that there is a stay-at-home order, which I don't understand how someone can be that dense. <laughs> but, you know, and their argument is, well, you know, you can go to Home Depot and, or you can go to any any retail store, even stuff selling, people selling things that are not essential in any way, and they're allowed to be open, but they aren't, you know, but I see both sides of that because, yeah. you know, the, the other side of the argument is if you're 
theoretically, at least in Home Depot, you're probably there for 15 minutes. And I'm just, Home Depot, I'm just using as an example. Well, they're, they're know, a good example to use. You're, you're, you're there for 15 minutes. I, theoretically, you're masked the entire time. You're not staying in one place. You're getting out of there. Everyone else there is masked the entire time. Whereas at an outdoor restaurant, you're not masked the entire time and neither are the other people. But again, it, it isn't there. You can go either way with it. And all it is is this situation sucks, and it really comes down to this. Last week in District 4, which is the Coachella Valley and Blythe and a couple other rural areas, 28 people died of COVID-19, according to the county, the week ending January 3rd. We've become so desensitized to how bad this is getting. If there would have been in February, this time last year, an event or a series of events in a week that killed 28 residents of the Coachella Valley, a bus accident or God yeah. forbid some mass yeah. incident, it would be the biggest news story of the year. Yeah. It happened last week in this valley yeah. and we're just kind of arguing about restaurants and I get it and I'm not blaming yeah. the restaurant no, orders. If, if someone were coming after newspapers, I'd probably be doing the same thing. I would be doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, I get it. They have every right to feel that way in some ways, frankly, I'm rooting for them just so that yeah. inequity is done, yeah. but we all need to stay home, get through this because deaths are the last indicator cases, which are higher than ever hospitalizations, which are setting records every day, and then come deaths. I'm afraid that number is going to be doubled in a couple of weeks. I hope to God it's, it's, it's going to continue to go up because yep. things are not improving and we're still dealing. It's going to, it takes two, three weeks to see the impact from a big event like yep. you know Christmas or yep. New Year's Eve where people are having parties. So as the cases start to increase, that's what I'm saying for the next couple of weeks, if people could just do their best to stay the hell home and stay away from each other, it's just let this thing start to come down a little bit. If they yeah. just honestly just lock yourselves down because the state's not going to do it. Yeah. You know, you have to lock yourself down and take care of yourself. It, stop making excuses like, well, I just I'm going to go see my family members. There's just three or four or five of them and maybe one friend. I'm like, this is why we have a pandemic. You know, I know it sucks, but if they just if you just hold tight for the next couple of weeks, you should be okay unless you've been vaccinated, but even still, you need to just sit tight. I'm not leaving my house unless I have to go to work. And yep. it's not, I'm not afraid of getting sick. I'm afraid of getting other people sick. And have you had your second vaccination yet? Next week, a week from today, I get uh, dose two. All right. Now, as, as Jimmy had said, there are different phases and there's a new website that tells us the vaccination progress. My mom is going to get hers in her assisted living uh, paperwork they just sent out. Uh, I do have questions about how, uh, you know, how safe are you after you get this vaccine? Because it's a, it's a two shot vaccine within the first, it takes two weeks for your bodies to really start building up antibodies to to COVID. So if you get the vaccine, the first dose, it's going to take about two weeks and then you're roughly 50% safer. It's the best way to put it. And then once you get the booster three weeks later, if it's Pfizer, four weeks, if it's Moderna, then another two weeks after that booster shot, you should be up to a, about what they're touting as 95%-ish uh, safe, Good. vaccinated, immune from, from, the vac from, from COVID. 
So it takes from start to finish, it's taking about a month to, to be fully immunized. And that's if this works well with everybody. Not everybody's gonna have the same level of immunity. So some people go through their antibodies much more quickly than others. Um, at some point, I'll be checking my own antibody levels. It's called an IgG level several months from now, just to make sure I'm still holding immunity. I tend to blow through my antibodies very, very quickly and have to be revaccinated for things like hepatitis on a regular basis. Hmm. That's just how my body works. Okay. So it's just something to keep in mind, something to ask your, your doctors down the road is once you get vaccinated is to go ahead and check your antibody levels um, just, to, just to see if, if it's still working for you. Ask your doctor. Well, we're glad we have you to ask, and we appreciate you coming on uh, the show every week. And uh, Dr. Laura Rush, thanks. Thank and you. Jimmy, keep your eyes open for the uh, Daily Digest. I read all the way through it last night, and then I needed a Xanax. So thanks. <laughs> no more coups. Can we just have no more coups for a while? No more coups. No more coups. But I had lots of booze. Mm. My God, I had to drink yesterday. As that long was, as you didn't was, get on a cruise. I, uh, that being said, yesterday I got my very first uh, admission to Facebook jail. Oh. For using the word trashy. There was no white in front of it. There was no race connotation, no political connotation. I just made some kind of a joke about. Did you get a warning or did you get put in jail? I, I got put in jail for 24 hours. Oh, I'm my saying, God. Because I used the word trashy. That's it. I'll send you guys offline. I got yeah, a I warning posted. for sending something. I think almost might have even been to you that said send nudes. Yeah, yeah I got it. Yeah, too. They They're like getting that. a little some, crazy. Some breaking news, by the way. Um, Dr. Rush, uh, you and uh, Donald Trump have something in common now. Wow. Um, We're both banned from Facebook. Yes, and actually Facebook and Instagram announced this morning that they're keeping, it was going to be a 24-hour ban on right. his account. They're announcing it is going to be for the foreseeable future. Good. Oh, yay. So, yay. That's, That's a great way to end this segment. Thank you. Twitter hasn't announced anything yet as of this taping, but we'll see. Uh, okay. I, I think it's coming, and I think he will, he will be whisked away quietly within the next couple of days in yeah. a straight jacket we hope and if he doesn't get kicked off we'll all just have to send nudes <laughs> <laughs> yes. all right you guys thanks so much thanks for coming again all right guys be safe later. Bye -bye. next up we have two people from one cause we have mike thompson and we have mary sue allen from the center in palm springs welcome to both of you thank, thank you so you. much so we have a little bit of a transition and I'm sorry, I'm clawing at your back, dude. I'm not ready to let you go. What are we going to do? <laughs> well, my mom's tugging on my arm the other way. So it's yes, a battle. It's a battle of mom the women. always wins. My, my money's on mom. My money's on mom. <laughs> totally understand. So let's go. Let's take a quick step back. Mike Thompson is currently the CEO of the LGBTQ Community Center of the Desert, which is now the Center CV for CoachellaValley.org. We know it's from that. the Center PS. And Mary Sue Allen is stepping in to take Mike's place as he transitions out. Mary Sue is uh, chair of the board or maybe co-chair of the board right now and moving into the executive director position, which is a position that was held by Lisa Middleton for a while before Mike Thompson came on board. She also did the interim job and a great job of it as well. A great well. job. Yes. 
So, so next we step, wanted, city council. <laughs> right. And and maybe that's your next step, Mike. Or Mary Sue, maybe that's Mary your Sue. next step. Yeah. But, um, you know, Mike, um, Mike, we, we wanted to have you on today to acknowledge what you've done and and then just have the uh the peaceful transition of power i know <laughs> my god storm the center i know i know i know yeah i've asked lex to coordinate like this mass like you know storm the center but you know we we got three people so <laughs> and they were all stoned no, you've got scaffolding you've got scaffolding you got to be careful yeah i was picturing you know les miserables kind of you know crowd yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> well you've been at the center for just over six years as i recall because you were coming in as i was headed out yeah. and uh I mean, the center was teetering, honestly, on a terrible precipice when you arrived. It was either going to go down the drain or skyrocket at your hand. And we're very grateful uh, that you, uh, you know, I was going to say a bunch of bratty stuff, but we're <laughs> grateful that you didn't say a bunch of bratty stuff um, and that you brought us forward. We're really glad. We needed someone to stick with it, too. That was my only worry was that, you know, you'd be fabulous at that you wouldn't stay long enough for your goodness to stick, but you did. <laughs> well, and it really was like, you know, getting the collective goodness of the community to stick, right? And yeah. I think that was the attraction to the opportunity because when I had reached out and expressed interest, you know, I was actually discouraged and, and by, by, by like, you know, this is too small for you. I don't think that it could hold your interest. And I said, in fact, what it can be is exactly why I'm interested because the Palm Springs demographic and the changing demographic was right for a flagship LGBTQ center, right? And, and I think the community jumped in early in its willingness to support this idea that we started to just kind of toss out and we're just able to build on and to now to think six and a half years later, not only do we have our own home that's not above a smoke shop and uh -huh. next to a beauty school, right? <clears throat> but we also have uh, a space in Coachella, right? To be doing work there. So it's been phenomenal, the support of this community to embrace the vision we, we've uh, been able to form. And Mary Sue, you've been on the board for quite some time, correct? Yes, yes, I have. Um, I met Mike in uh, 2015 before I actually moved down here and I had that very famous coffee that you have with Mike. If you ever go to coffee with Mike, it's not really about the coffee. It's more about what he's going to ask of you. And uh, he, uh, he asked me if I would be willing to be on the board at the center as they um, worked to have more women representation on the board and um, I was just leaving my 35 year career at UPS as an executive there and had served on several boards on behalf of UPS and um, you know Palm Springs I selected Palm Springs as my forever home and um, I've worked since I got here to try to do everything I can to build our community and so I felt like that opportunity would be a great way to sort of step into uh, Palm Springs and our community here and so I accepted his challenge and offer and I so I've been the treasurer I've been just a regular board member and then um, last year I uh, got asked uh, we decided to move to a co-chair um, format um, a female and male um, 
co-chair situation. So Ted Briggs is my co-chair um, with me, or was, because now I'm stepping off. And uh, yeah, that's been, again, to demonstrate to the community that, you know, we're, we, we want diversity, we want all of that. So anyway, so yep, so I've been doing a lot of different jobs, and I'm, I'm uh, going to step into this job, and I'm hoping to be able to do as good a job as Lisa Middleton. I'm honored to be following her, really, as, as intern, I love Lisa. And uh, yeah. uh, so maybe, as you said, maybe I can follow her in city council as well. I don't know. Mary Sue, what do you think, what do you think Mike's legacy will be? You know, it's the uh, charismatic leader um, Mike is, uh, and that is a double-edged sword um, for any organization. Um, Mike has done such a fabulous job, just like Sham said, you know, it's got, you got to, He's built it up. He's he's made it something, and um, people associate the center with Mike. Um, the reality is that um, they should because he he's done such a great job. But there's a whole group of people behind Mike that really make this thing run, and um, we're going to be fine um, yeah. after Mike leaves. Um, but you know we're we're sad and and upset, and we've been crying for days on end here since the announcement. But we're going to be fine. And uh, I'm really excited to be able to step in as someone who's familiar with the center. That was the biggest thing that we were concerned about is just a stranger, you know, walking in and trying to fill that role. I understand the center. I'm beginning to understand the cult. I mean, I understand the culture of the center, but Mike's culture specifically, and I'm going to carry that on and we're going to be just fine. We're going to be. Yeah. I, you know, I, think, I think what I see specifically in Mike is um, the way he has delegated and uh, delegated and lifted up people that he has hired and brought in. And Mike, I don't mean to talk about you in third person because you're right here with us. But what, what, what you've really done is, you know, you, you've brought in people like Charles Huff and Lex Ortega and this whole cadre of people. Um, and as much as we do um, think of you as the, cent as the center, um, you've done such a great job of making sure that everybody else really carries the torch. So I think when you, you know, upon your departure here uh, very shortly, um, it, it, we, I, I have full confidence that the center is going to carry on. In, your residue of goodness will linger on, Mike yeah. Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And, and I appreciate, uh, Brad, you're reflecting that back because that really was uh, a very specific goal of mine. And I think, you know, across the movement and having done this work for a lot of years in a lot of places, you know, uh, one thing that I've been, you know, wishful of is people don't occupy chairs too long. Right. Because there's this next generation of leaders that we need to make way for. Right. And and people like Lex and Miguel and Raul Rodriguez, um, who who are amazing leaders in their own right. And they need space to shine. Right. And so our goal is to be a launching pad for people within our community, not just within our organization, but within our community. And and, you know, Shan, I know that you can appreciate this, having been directly involved in the center when you were is, you know, I said to the board before I even started, you can't say you're committed to women in this community when you look at the makeup of the leadership of the center. 
And so, uh, you know, I called him out on it. And that was one of the first things that I really purpose to do is, is not only attract strong women to the board, but to the staff. And I am thrilled Thank that I have, I have six direct reports, five of whom are women. Huh. And, and, and so, and they are amazing leaders. And that so doesn't I'm, just happen, right? You have to think it and then say it and then do it and do it and do it and do it and then back it up and then do yeah, it without again. tokenizing people, right? Without tokenizing people, right? Yeah. To really attract the people that have something to offer and give them the platform to offer it because our community you know, I, I was telling Mary Stu this when we were just talking about the center culture. And I said, you know, there's no such thing as a dress code here because, you know, our, our facilities guy is a leather man. And so you can see him cleaning the facility in leather. You can see, like, I want when somebody crosses our threshold for them to see themselves, right? And, you know, in dress, in behavior, in the way people think. And so that also means gender, and gender expression and gender identity, whether you're cis or trans, right? That people see themselves. And I think that we've finally gotten the center to a point where, and we still have some work to do, um, but, but people can see themselves across the community. People can That's see themselves. Because it's a journey. It isn't a destination. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. just create diversity yeah. and then yeah. leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Sue, we're so excited for you. Give me a call if you need anything. If you need a troublemaker or an idea <laughs> outside of the box, somebody to say the wrong thing, I'm there for you. Thank you, Shan. I will she definitely is. call you. And Mary Brad, Sue, we talked. You. Thank you. It was, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm actually probably on this call today because of Brad. He's a he's a donor, and I I made about 65 donor calls between Christmas and New Year's, and Brad happened to be one of them. And uh, so I appreciate the invitation to be here with Mike as well so that people could get to know me. Um, as, as, as long as I've been on the board, I, I don't, I'm not sure that everybody really knows who I am. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's a great opportunity to, to, to be introduced to the community here on your show. Very nice. Thank you. And Mary Sue, I see you're wearing red today. Is that anything to do with the red dress dress red party? And Mike Thompson, will you come back? When the red dress dress red party is yes, because on. I will have zero responsibility for it. I can just have fun. <laughs> do you have a so strapless number already picked out? I might just be twirling around in it now, rehearsing. Yeah, <laughs> good job. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate your the amazing work that you do for our community and keep in keeping people connected. And thanks for your great support of the center. We love and appreciate you guys. And we got to give a screenshot to the, the website. Thecentercv.org. Yeah, I know. There it is. Thank you so much. Bye, uh, Bye folks. Bye. Take care. We are so pleased now to talk about a local campaign for Palm Springs that has been put together by the Bureau of Tourism, uh, which is represented today by Randy Garner. Randy and I have known each other for a number of years. Randy, welcome to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. David Wells from the uh, agency JNS Next in La Quinta. Uh, David, uh, we've been acquainted for a little while and uh, you've been doing some amazing work with the Bureau of Tourism and helping keep Palm Springs the great destination that it is in the minds of consumers around the world and around the corner. And uh, today we welcome you and we want to talk about around the corner, right? We want to talk about a new campaign called We Are Palm Springs. So 
let's introduce uh, the listeners to our podcast to what this new campaign is all about. Well, this is Randy, and I'm very happy to be here. Um, it's great to see you all uh, this morning. So just to kind of back up a little bit, um, because of the pandemic, you know, our function, the Bureau of Tourism's function typically is to bring visitors from out of market into market for hotel stays, dining experiences, and so forth. We pivoted a little bit last year. Um, we added a new focus, and that was for a 60-mile radius to encourage people that are in the Coachella Valley um, and a little bit further out uh, to experience Palm Springs, um, day trips and so forth. Uh, when the pandemic hit, um, and really even when the stay at home order comes out, hotels aren't open. And so what are you going to do? We knew that we had to just basically pause. We've paused a lot of advertising um, out of market. And what's really important now is that we make sure that locals support locals. It's always been the case, um, but we're really making that a loud voice right now. And JNS is helping us do that. So David, how did you come up with We Are Palm Springs? Well, I think it stemmed from our drive market campaign. As Randy mentioned, um, we have a campaign called Hello Palm Springs. And, you know, in the in the ads imagery, it, you know, features people driving in through the windmills to the iconic, you know, Palm Springs and all the different experiences that people can have. And so just morphing that Hello Palm Springs message into a We Are Palm Springs message seemed like a natural fit and using the business owners as the faces of the campaign, encouraging people to, hey, support me. I'm your neighbor, I'm your friend, I'm, I'm a local business owner, um, I think fit really well. So we're really pleased with how it came out. It's very bright, it's fun. Um, and you know, you might recognize a local neighbor or business owner on a billboard as you're driving around town. Not only that, but um, we're going to play the introduction 30 second uh, video here in just a second. but. Over the coming weeks, what I'm really excited about is we're going to have a chance to introduce some of our local business owners. Many of them are LGBTQ uh, members of our community. Some may not be, but we are going to talk with them every week over the next couple of months, learn about their business, and uh, just give a nice heads up reminder to everyone listening to the podcast, but especially our locals, that uh, you can support local through the We Are Palm Springs campaign. And we thank you for helping us be the voice to the campaign. That's really special to us and a great audience. Um, and just to round out, so part of what we're doing for the campaign is we are going to um, the various businesses that are locally owned and we're doing video clips of them or we're giving those video clips to them to share on their own uh, media space. We're using the, using the hashtag We Are Palm Springs, so we can kind of track and share share that those experiences too. Um, so the campaign is going to continue to build over time. Yeah, we're and saying we will stay engaged with your local people. Buy a gift card, you know, whatever it is that you can do right now, so that put a little pocket back into the circle of business and love and community in town and. Good luck with the new campaign. We're happy to be on board with it. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you. We're, we're excited. And uh, next week, we will introduce um, a new business owner to, um, to our I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast group. And we'll talk with them as well. And we haven't chosen who's coming on next week. So we'll do that. But it'll be a surprise every week. Uh, we'll know internally, but we'll make it a little bit of a surprise. So people have a chance to get introduced to a new business every week. Fantastic. 
Without further ado, let's uh, look at the uh, kickoff video, the work of David Wells and Randy Garner and the team at the Bureau of Tourism. We are Palm Springs. We, along with every other local business owner here in Palm Springs, implore everyone to support each other. We are the backbone of the economy here, and we're not going anywhere. To support us, um, really it's just a matter of telling your friends and your family. To support the greater community. Thank you so much for your support. We love locals. We, we are, are Palm Springs. We, we are, are Palm Springs. A woman on the grow who's been assigned and committed to helping grown folks grow up. Boy, can we use that right now. She's a sought-after motivational speaker in the LGBTQ community and has collaborated with over 60 LGBTQ organizations. Please welcome, for the first time to our show, Angie Harvey. Hey. hey. Good morning. Good morning. Hello there. And actually, we stumbled on you because your women's circle, which I am a, you know, I am a paid member of, um, you're doing some speaking with them on Monday mornings. Can you tell us what you're into with that? Absolutely. I love the fact, I don't know that I've ever had anybody say they stumbled on me. <laughs> <laughs> you stumbled on me. Okay, that actually sounds sexy. I stumbled on you. Uh, yes, I was actually approached by Gail, who happens to be one of my biggest fans. I've spoken actually for the Women's Circle once before, but many times with Gail and Lucy at their events. And she reached out and said, we're thinking about starting this program. Um, it's gonna be this uh, lesbian program. We're trying to connect people and they're trying to take what is local now to something that's global. And they thought doing this, you know, doing the show would be something that would uh, help that happen. And, and we actually had our first show this past Monday and it was amazing. Oh, great. Um, yeah, it was something I, because I technically didn't think that I could be quiet long enough for the guests to speak <laughs> because I'm used to doing a whole show myself, but I actually did it. Now I had to have restraints, but I was actually able to do it. <laughs> Physical just, or just vocal restraints? Oh no, I literally had to take my hand like, Angie, don't say anything and just <laughs> tell me how to look into the camera and just smile. It is a whole new yeah. skill. It's a whole new thing to put it in your is a whole new skill. I'm so glad that you know that because Gail was not trying to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely is. And so we are absolutely excited about it. We've had uh, Judy DeLucas, who's the founder of uh, Olivia Cruz's Lawn, and then a woman named um, Alexis DeVoe, who has written one of the best biographies of Audre Lorde. And I love when I, I love learning things. And so I was just in wanted to know, first of all, who was Olivia? I found out who Olivia was. I thought Olivia was her middle name. It is not. No. Uh, and was able to find out just some amazing things. And so I absolutely think that it's going to do what Gail and uh, the Women's Circle wanted to do. And that is to entertain and to inform and to educate uh, people across the across the world. Who's the guest on Monday's uh, uh, show? Monday's show is going to be um, Barbara Gallard, who is an artist. And we're also going to have the editor-in-chief of Queer 40, who is the ex-editor-in-chief of Curve Magazine. Oh, we doing wow. it. Right. Yeah, and really Curve Magazine was just featured um, as the women's film uh, ahead of the curve. And that documentary was unbelievable. Watched oh, it at your house. It was fabulous. 
Yes, you did. Yes, yes, yes. So those are going to be our next guests. And then we're having um, Joy Silver, who is actually a political activist. Oh, yeah. And here. Uh oh, they was like, oh, yeah, we know that one. Yeah, we know Joy. Um, and a visual artist. So we, we attempt to do somebody that's maybe promoting something, some ideas, some products, some service, some something like that, and then have a cultural piece where we're talking either to artists or people that do other types of stuff. And so you get a little bit of flavor to it. And then at the top of every hour, I give my little motivational Mondays. I tell people I'm getting ready to make Monday look sexy for y'all. Y'all going to be looking forward to Monday like, uh-oh, it's about to be Monday. It's about to be Monday. So that's what I do. I bring uh, it. You make it worth getting up for a Monday. That's right, boo. I want people to stumble on me on Monday morning. That's right. <laughs> well, well and, since, uh, since Brad and I are not uh, members of our women's circle and <laughs> will probably not be a part of your women's circle live, um, is there anything that's a universal motivation for this day for us? Oh, because all of us after yesterday. After, after yesterday. The first thing I'm going to tell people is to turn your TVs off. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I, I literally have not had a TV in my home uh, in over a year. And, and, and that was by design because I am clear that what we see and what we hear, we actually carry. And I think people aren't aware of how that actually works. And if you're looking at just an hour of news a day, that absolutely adds 15, 20 pounds. All of a sudden, guess what? <laughs> I went on a diet. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm not picking up anybody's weight. And so I'm just going to simply say that people do what's in front of you and see if you can drown out the noise on the side of you because this can cloud this. And what we meet, what, we, what we're supposed to do in this world is right here in front of us. And if you allow this to drown out this, and that's going to be problematic for you. And so do what you can, whether that's doing yoga or whatever. But I'm going to absolutely tell you that I allow myself 20 minutes of CNN in the evening. That's it. That's and that's, 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 so that's just one or two pounds then, 20 <laughs> minutes, right? No, I never did pick up the 20 pounds, though, because I didn't have the TV. But I knew... I knew who was I knew who was in office and I knew that I I was gonna have challenges because I'm a social worker, I'm an empath, I'm all these things, and I know I would carry a lot of it and I can't do everything. So I kept I kept this. I kept what was in front of me. And I'm hopeful to do that through the show, give people just a little bit of uh, what needs to happen to get you motivated. Because don't we all wish somebody would wake up with us every morning? Because our partner started doing that and then they stopped motivating us like, oh well, now I got to get up and watch Angie on Mondays. I tell people that. And if we miss you on Monday, will any of it be recorded or accessible? All of it will be time? recorded. We're absolutely getting ready to get a YouTube channel. We don't have one now, but all of it is going to be uh, live on Facebook. And so all of the streams run live on Facebook and also on my page, on your Women's Circle page and on Gail's page. It shall be there. Yes. That is that, that, people, I, it's the best half an hour you ever spent with another woman, no matter your preference. Yeah, and you're okay. <laughs> you're okay with us sneaking in and, and, oh, and watching, come, observing. Yes, absolutely. It's it's everyone can learn from it because I mean, just because you're a man doesn't mean that you're not supposed to get to know right. women. And exactly. so absolutely, you don't have to hide. Oh, uh, we won't. We'll put <laughs> right. our video on without a wig and uh <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about the red dress dress red party a few minutes there ago. Go. There you, you go. Know? Um, but um, look, we're after after yesterday, which was Wednesday, January sixth, the day that will live in infamy. 
Absolutely. It's been it's been a it, it was a tough twenty four hours for for us and for the and for the world, right? Well, it was yes. a really it was a really tough day. How did you how did you make your way through that? And what are you prescribing um, as we get through these next couple of weeks? I'm gonna again say to kind of limit what you inhale, but also to be clear about what you can and cannot do because some of what we feel that's anxious is our um, powerlessness. That was something to watch things happen and know that you had no power, not in your vote, not in your voice, not in none of that did you have power. And that powerlessness, unless you're recovering, is very, very, even when you're recovering, it's very, very difficult to, to handle. And what I would prescribe is for people to be clear about what is happening and to do what you can. So I don't want anybody not to do what they can, because it's in this time and, and, and day and time, it's very easy to say the little bit I do is not going to make a difference. So I, I listen to the podcast, what I love gay about Palm Springs. How is that going to help? That's 30 minutes, 60 minutes. You get to take outside of yourself and be connected in a different way. So do what you can do. Do what you can do for you. Hmm. Do you first and then do what you can do for others and do them next but you got you first. And that piece is gonna be pivotal. And that's something that most people don't do very well anyway. Is to do Angie that. Harvey, I got goosebumps all over Me myself. Too. That's, that that is just how we need to that. wrap up this podcast today. I thank Please. you so much. Certainly. Oh, you're so very welcome. Um, we'll put your website up uh, yeah. as we post you. And, and remember the show is on Mondays. You can have breakfast with us at nine o'clock on the West Coast a mid-morning snack on the Central Time, and then you can have us for lunch on the East Coast. We are Your Women's Circle. Everything you need to know. Click on events at yourwomancircle.com, and uh, you see Angie's smiling face right there. So that gives you all the info on how to get in on the uh, Your Women's Circle Live. Thank you so much for being with us. You're so we'll very welcome. There. Thanks, Angie. Thank you. For our viewers, we're actually joined by a special guest. It's Shan's dog, Smidge, who likes to yawn on yawn. camera. <laughs> He's bored by us already. He's like, Mommy, I want to sit in your lap. But while Smidge is being petted by Shan, we will go to Brad Fur and find out what's in your new Gay Desert Guide this week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter going out soon. Well, thank you very much. Indeed, it does every week. And if you don't uh, subscribe to the newsletter, you can do so by visiting gaydesertguide.com. Um, and we also publish the same information as a blog twice a week on Gay Desert Guide, just to make sure everybody is up to speed on what's going on. Alexander Rodriguez is going to be hosting the first gay virtual speed dating for men of all ages, that is happening Friday, January the 8th. And uh, I know our podcast comes out. You may have missed that one, but there are plenty more fun and games events planned for January and February that uh, Shan will be hosting and Alexander and many other people. As we mentioned, we are going to have to postpone the walk in the park with Shan. But instead, we do have a really fun um, inauguration weekend event. We're starting out with a happy hour, and God knows we're going to need to drink that day, girl. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think we need to do a shot, like, for every president... That ends with that 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 end, that has the word that has the letter A in it or something like that. We'll just have to do something crazy that day to get us <laughs> over the over Washington the finish line. Washington drink Adams Andrew Andrew Jackson. <sighs> 
Barack Obama. Wow, that's five shots right there. Lyndon Johnson does not get one. Richard Nick. Oh, Richard does. Richard Nixon gets a, a drink too, but that's just in pity. Um, so, uh, you know, again, all the fun and games events, as Dr. Laura Rush mentioned, stay home um, and participate in some of the fun stuff we've got going on. Bowties and Bears virtual speed dating is later in the month, January 24th. Shan, you're doing the gossipy potluck and recipe swap on January the 31st. It's going to be a blast, too. I, I, and now, do we have to cook during that? No, but uh, Patrick Evans is going to cook oh, and Tommy Rose is going to cook. And the rest oh. of us are going to eat and drink and gossip. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be a fun one. So our fun and games uh, is re are really taking off for the new year. And then uh, for the Trekkies... Uh, there will be a Star Trek virtual speed dating for men that Alexander Rodriguez swears is going to be a success. Um, we've got Trekkies all over the world, so we'll see if, if, that, if that happens. Speaking of fairies, uh, the Fairy Tale Castle's LGBTQ Palace Tour of Europe is happening this Sunday. Uh, we partner with the Men Event in uh, New York, and they get some great professors and uh, cultural and historical experts. This week, it's a 75-minute Zoom with Professor Andrew Lear with calluses, uh, castles and palaces all over the world. Uh, Do we get to go to the dungeons? Well, maybe. I'll have to, I'll have to check on that. Um, Lesbian Artists of the Desert first, first virtual art exhibit is happening this Sunday. Shan, are you aware of this group? Is this something that... Uh, yeah, we included new. them in our film for Pride and stuff. They're amazing. Good. They've been involved in Dyke March for a couple of years and a bunch of mm -hmm. stuff. Well, good. Um, modernism tickets are on sale for the April event, April 8th through the 18th. Those went on sale on January 1st. And there will be uh, virtual events in February. Now, the new Gay Desert Guide calendar of events that you can print out with a picture of all of us as a memento uh, <laughs> is available on Gay Desert Suitable Guide. for dartboards. Uh, so, exactly. There you go. You, you'll see, uh, Shan, you're in the middle, so you're the bullseye in this. <laughs> John and I are only worth five points apiece if you get us in the, in the head when you uh, use us as a dartboard. But, um, you know, we have um, curated all the events that are currently on the schedule for the year. And that includes Club Skirts Dine Ashore uh, in May, which could move to September. Um, you know, Stagecoach and Coachella still on the calendar, probably will fall off, but you might as well know when those are. We even have events into 2022 when the PS Hot Rodeo, um, they're, they're foregoing this year's event and they're moving to 2022. So we keep you up to date with all of those events. Our website, gaydesertguide.com, keeps you up to date with everything happening throughout the greater Coachella Valley area. Next week on the show, Vinny DePanto, Mental Amusements. That is something that Michael Shaw and the folks at Desart Performs will be putting on uh, for a couple of weeks. That's a great little online event. And Vinny is going to join us. And maybe he will do a mental amusement for us as well next week. Oh, that'd be fun. We also have Lauren Ostro from Living Out next week. And Living Out is something that uh, is on the drawing boards, but it's a big project. That's the... Yeah high-end upscale senior living facility. And it's not a facility, it's a, what would you call community. it? A 
community. Yeah, I'm excited to hear them dream as their dream is adjacent to the way I've been thinking. So really excited to finally meet him. There's a lot of cool things happening in downtown Palm Springs. I was on the Main Street call. I'll just wrap it up with that. Uh, Main Street is all the downtown merchants. And we got a look at what's going to go in where the Virgin Hotel was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, that big hole in the ground. And I can tell you in about a year and a half to less than two years from now, that entire area will be done. The Illuminaire House will be up. Maryland will be back. Yeah. This, new, um, this new building is going to be a combination of retail, restaurants, a big art studio, and then um, uh, condominiums. It's not going to be a hotel anymore. It's going to be condominiums so people can live in downtown Palm Springs. Nice. Now, Palm Springs Park is going to be finished by that time. And so that whole area in front of the museum is going to be um, really a, a showpiece for Palm Springs after COVID. Well, I'm happy to see that the residents and the businesses and the politicians have not stopped dreaming that we're still on the path and we've had a great time spending today with you and we do love you, Gay Palm Springs. We're going to watch what's right in front of us. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next week. For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Furr. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.